Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome, everybody, to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. I am Dale Luganville. Thanks, everybody, for joining. All right, I want to say a big thank you to everybody. I've, uh, I put out a little request. You guys have been doing great in uh, sending me messages. I respond to each and every one of them, answering questions. I love the interaction, so don't stop now. Uh, we got Duck Hunter, Duck Opener here in Minnesota coming up. Um, all sorts. Of, the fall is just wide open. So whatever you're doing, whatever state, let me know if you got any questions. You know, obviously shoot me a question, and uh, I'll do my best to answer it. And if I can't, I'll make some shit up. How about that? <laughs> All right, let's get to this episode. Uh, returning back to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast is Mr. Cody Puller. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Cody and I uh, guide for Premier Flight Outfitters for snow geese in the spring. Um, he's done the Arkansas thing all the way up uh this last season i met him in south dakota and we got the guy together he's a great dude he lives a, a wild and exciting life and uh, he's got some big decisions to make because he's also a bill fisherman he heads out to the the salt water he starts in florida works his way up the east coast and then uh, kind of finishes his season out in his home state of baltimore there um wait baltimore is the city maryland there we go <laughs> ocean city actually is where he's at and uh so that's where uh i decided to give him a ring see if he wanted to come on the show and he broke some news i was pretty stoked for him so or some potential news i should say so anyways great dude i always love talking to him and uh i think you guys are gonna appreciate it uh he's on he's on quite a wild ride so here we go here's cody puller on the full scale outdoors podcast <laughs> Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Ooh, I love that sound. This is a good one.
Dale. What's up, dude? Not much, man. How are you? Good. How are you? Are you drunk? Yes. Uh, no, not yet. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna record a podcast with you not being drunk. Uh, I have had like two beers with my <laughs> dinner, which was like thirty minutes ago. So, wow, this is gonna be a different one. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I, I have some beer. Uh, first light, of course. I kind of wish I had beer right now, but I don't. That's unfortunate. Oh well. Yeah. I think it'll be fine. Well, what's new, bud? Man, it has been so much has changed since you know you and I last talked, and I had I've had three interviews pretty much within like like guess like the past week, and all three of them could be game changing for my career. Hashtag and, game uh, changers. Uh, man, six months in Costa Rica. Ooh. Uh, you know, of course, Florida again, and then fishing the tournaments on the East Coast, and non-stop fishing, man. It's, so you it's got been, some decisions to make there. Yeah, I do, and I mean, it's, you know, the stuff that you and I talked about, of course, you know, like salary and benefits and those kind of things that we've talked about before, and it's, it's been a crazy summer. Like, it's been crazy. I mean, the fishing was slow, but I've met so many people, did catch some fish, won some money like it's it's been fun yeah so walk us through your summer a little bit do a little bit of a quick recap um so pretty much what do you want me to start like well i mean um, let's just give a quick baseline for people that might not know so um so of course uh you know i ended the season out there guiding for geese and um i headed back to florida where the boat was i was working on and um, stayed in Florida a little bit and then brought that boat up to Charleston in South Carolina. Snow goose hunting in the spring, by the way, just so we get everybody yep. on the same calendar page here. Yep, snow goose hunting in the spring. And then, um, uh, you know, finish that up. When did we finish? Like, it was almost April. It was April 1st. It was into April, yeah. I, I worked yeah. into April. Yeah, because you know, again, you were there a little bit longer. And of course, you beat me again. <laughs> did but, I? Uh, I don't think I did. You did when the juvies came in. Oh, well, one day. I think so. Maybe. Um, but hey, I'll still take the win if that's what happened. But um, <laughs> I uh, didn't have that good of a year, so you, I don't think I won. Okay, but um, yeah, so no, we ended up out there, and I went back and saw the family for a little bit, and then ended up at, back up in Florida. Um, you know, had to bring that boat back up the East Coast, and uh, took that boat to charleston and I, we fished there in charleston for a bit and had a and had an amazing blue marlin bite um our first day fishing there we went two for four for blue marlins meaning we caught two you know this in a tournament two. no this is just fun fishing oh okay um you know went you know fun fishing and um our first day there you know Again, I'm like two for four on Blue Marlins and, um, uh, you know, saw two more that, you know, unfortunately didn't, you know, get a hook in their mouth. But, uh, and then we caught some really big mahi mahis, like not really big, but like some good size and like some 30 pounders, which is that's a stud of a fish. They're always fun to catch and stick a gaff in and put them in the fish box. And I was there for a little bit, but I already accepted a job back in Ocean City, Maryland. Um, which of course is Maryland is where I'm from, you know that. 
and uh, I headed up the raid, and I started working for a really well-known captain, uh, really almost the beginning of May, and started tuna fishing up here. Um, tuna fishing was pretty good a couple times. The one day I said a yellowfin tuna limit is uh, yellowfin tuna is what we're fishing for, and a, a limit is uh, three per person. And uh, that day we went, we had five guys. We had five of the boss man's guests on the boat, and we caught fi- we caught fifteen tuna. Oh. Oh. And I think in less than three hours. Jesus, like it was an awesome day. Like you know, multiple bites at once, blood everywhere. Like just fun, crazy fishing. Like as soon as you could put a bait out and back in the water, it was getting bit. It was it was awesome. And uh, had a couple good days like that, and then um, you know hung up the tuna gear and started chasing the good old marlins and and you know uh, white marlins and blue marlins, of course, the billfish and. Um, it was a little slow season for you know for they for them and uh, but you know we still went out there a lot and gave it our best and I think the most we caught in a day I think it was six. That um, sounds like a pretty good day. It is. It is. I mean, for this year it was a good day and um, actually we won some money off of the one day we had because we caught I think it was five or six and then we caught a blue marlin as well. And uh, I don't know how your bass tournaments go or how you guys have those categories like that, but um, uh, we won. They have, so they they have like a daily prop, like I guess like a daily category. Okay, so who caught the most fish? You know, on Saturday. Okay, well this boat caught that many fish on Saturday. They won that day, and of course there's money in that. And uh, one one of the this last tournament we fished, we actually won one of those dailies and took home a, a second place. Uh, mahi and a third place mahi which was actually pretty cool and um, we won another category for the billfish release um, so of course for those that don't know billfish uh, you release them and you catch them unless it is a kill tournament and then it goes by weight if you do kill one but the whole kill thing is um, they have to be a certain length and stuff like that for you to be able to kill it and be able to bring it home are there many of those kill tournaments around um, still? There is. Um, it is. I mean, you know, up here in the mid-Atlantic, um, it is popular. Um, but so there is there is a kill category and there's a release category. Most of the time you're in both categories um, when you enter the tournament. Um, and a lot of times, of course, you know, the biggest marlin is, you know, the biggest money. Um, like, you know, I texted a while ago and one of my good friends is the mate on the boat that, you know, caught that new state record blue marlin. At, that's crazy. Got, that, that's a sea monster, Dale. That, that is a sea huge. monster. Yeah, that's a sea <laughs> monster, man. That's a... Was that a, people, was that a kill tournament or were they like, no, this is a record, yep. we're bringing this in? No, that was a kill tournament. Okay. And uh, um, that was a kill tournament. So that thing, they fought that thing, I think, for almost three hours. Seriously? Yep, three hours. Oh my over a God. thousand, a thousand pound fish. Wow. Over a thousand pounds. Wow. How do you even get that in the boat? I mean, I know they have like that door that opens up, right? And you basically kind of. So just, you have that, yeah. So you didn't need like a winch. That. Yeah, and so like, so there's certain ways, and like on our boat, we have you know like a come along, 
where you can, you know, attach that come along and to like some, you know, framing of the boat, like in the metal and it helps you get the fish in or, um, you know, a lot of times you have like a crew of guys with you and ropes and just brute strength and adrenaline. Um, <laughs> oh, damn, it, dude. It, yeah, it's crazy. And then it's, it's, you know, I'm very happy for those guys and that boat that they, they caught that fish on is actually brand new. It was just finished being built this year. That's a good way to christen it. Yep, and it was uh, built here locally in the town of Ocean City, where I currently live. And it was really cool. You know, if you're cheering somebody on, you know, you're cheering for them and that family. Like that family is pretty well known in this area, and uh, and yeah, they they had a hell of a tournament, and you know, yeah, they you know they they want some money, but you know, to catch a fish like that, that's for a lot Dude. of people, that's the, that's the fish of a lifetime. Pretty cra- well, yeah. I mean, pretty crazy though to like not only catch a world record, but to do it or not a world, a state record during yeah, state record, yep, during a tournament like that. Yeah. that's crazy. So what what's even crazier is that I think it was a day or so that was so like these the big tournaments that I've spoken to you about before, like the White Marlin Open. It's the largest and richest bill fishing tournament in the world, and we have that here, hosted out Ocean City, 400 some boats compete in it. And uh, then we have the Mid Atlantic 500, which is New Jersey, Ocean City, Maryland, and I think it's Virginia Beach. And there's categories for everything. And, you know, it kind of makes you feel good when you're at Ocean City, all the boats from, you know, out of Ocean City, you know, took the cake this year, which is really cool. And one of my other buddies, they killed. A white marlin in that tournament and uh i think, I, think won. I don't remember but you know they you know placed pretty well and they did good and you know you're always cheering on your friends and stuff like that you know we talk to each other all the time you know if it's not me i hope it's you kind of deal right and uh that's not what i said i called you up and busted your balls yeah for sure. i was like why but, do you uh, catch that fish <laughs> yeah you did but uh, you know what man it, it, i i don't care just like i like so we so they caught that fish. So when you kill a fish like that, like you pretty much like the scales open at a certain time. So like lines in, like, you know, we leave at four or five o'clock in the morning, you know, head out to where, you know, it might not take four hours to get where we're going to go, but you know, you know, two hours and then some time to run around and check water and check bait. And I mean, you're in the ocean, man, it's, it's a whole nother world out there. And, it's a big desert and you got to find that one spot that one day where, you know, it's on and, uh, you know, lines in at eight thirty, lines out at three thirty, So you're pretty much fishing like an eight, nine hour day. And, uh, and then if you, and you have, and the scales open, I think at like four or five o'clock and they close at a certain time. So your lines and, in, your lines in is like, that's actual fishing time. So they give you time to, run a couple hours out to a spot if you want. Yep. So you're not yep. all taken off at the same time necessarily. Uh, we, oh, and what's crazy is that we are, um, oh, a lot okay. of us leave at the same time and dude, it is, it looks like five o'clock traffic in the twin cities or whatever big city <laughs> you live near. Imagine five o'clock traffic in a big city. And that's what it looks like. And it is, it's kind of sketchy. It's dark. There's a lot of big fancy boats and we're all in line leaving an inlet. And, uh, 
I mean, I guess, like, we don't have, like, a shotgun start, kind of like the bass fish tournaments do. Like, everybody gets in a position, and then, you know, that time hits and you take off. Like, we're all, like, in line to go out of an inlet. Sure. To head out to the ocean. and um, Do you draw a number? Is there, like, an order? Like No, there's not. Okay, so, it's I mean, just, like, you, as you get ready, you start heading out. So, I the rule is, I don't think... I may be wrong here, but... I don't, you cannot leave until I think you're not allowed to leave before 3 a.m. Okay. Um, so a lot of guys leave, you know, as early as possible. But then again, it, it's not going to take you, you know, five and a half hours to get where you're going to go. Right, 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 right. Because right. uh, you might get there and then you can't do anything. You find the say, you know, like if you're bass fishing, say you find some logs and, or some structure and you see, you know, there's a whole school or there's a whole bed just full of bass there and you can't, you're just going to sit there and stare at it for five hours or right. like for until, two, until two lines, hours. Until the lines in part goes. Yeah. And trust me, you know, that, that is, it's a big, you know, you know, it's a big thing. Like, you know, nothing touches the water, no teasers, right? no bait, no nothing touches the water or you are disqualified. And I know people say, well, you're in the ocean. Well, trust me, we have binoculars out there, stabilizing right. binoculars, and everybody's looking at everybody, kind of dealing. It's you know, it's kind of like a gentleman's thing. And then if you know, if you do cheat, you know, karma's going to get you because Mother Nature is not nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I mean it, it's so that happened. So they, so I remember they they caught that fish. I think it maybe like nine o'clock or like nine ten o'clock. And as soon as they caught it, I think they fished, they killed the fish. They, they fought it for that three hours, I think, and they killed that fish. And, um, you know, they're talking over the radio or like some guys are very, I mean, especially guys that hunt out west. We have like the, the Garmin inreaches that runs off of Bluetooth and satellite. So you can text each other. So like, it's, so like if I want to like, if you're out there fishing with me on another boat, Instead of me calling you on the radio and sharing our business all over the radio, I can uh, I get gotcha. my phone. I sure. can get my phone and just text you and be like, "Hey, they're biting. Get over here." Or, sure. you know, same way with you. Hey, Cody, they're biting. You need to get here now. Right. Um. Instead of saying over the radio when everybody and the mother can hear it, you know what did I mean? They, did they knew that? Did they know that they had a state record? Or did they just? They knew. knew it was, it was they giant? knew. They they knew it was a giant. And uh, uh, they knew it was a big one, and uh, they knew they had something special, and it, definitely something special for sure. And they hauled, they, you know, they pretty much picked up and weighed it there with the fish, and so the scales opened. I think later on, and they were right there, right there when the scales opened. And of course, they weighed it. And what's crazy is that so that fish was over a thousand pounds, and two days later, a nine hundred pounder was killed. And a nine hundred pound blue marlin is again. A fish of a lifetime for some people yeah like when when you when you uh when you're like a marlin fisherman or you are like in this you know this whole billfish fishing you know this chasing that one species it's like a big thing especially for blue marlins it's a grander you know you want to catch that fish that's a thousand pounds or right. a thousand pounds right if you look in like hawaii or you know cans new zealand and the great barrier reef or um you know all the way out in the middle of the ocean in Bermuda, there's some there's some dinosaurs out there. 
and that's what people are after. Hell yeah! What do they do with that fish? Like when? Um, so that so that fish will get cut up. Um, a lot of it will be um, taken for research and such, you know, for studies, um, because there is the Billfish Foundation that is always involved with these tournaments, and they, of course, they do a lot of research and this and that um, on the fish and study it and you know can tell the age or what it's eaten or where it's been and and then a lot of like uh for all these tournaments the meat gets donated um to like i know like some state like you know to the like the unfortunate you know the you know to like food banks and stuff like that sure um so that's a cool thing too like even if you catch a tuna or like a mahi in these tournaments a lot of times the guy whoever catches them they just donate it to help you know the needy oh, that's pretty cool i mean you'd think they could make a lot that fish would have made a lot of money at the market you would think yeah um but again to sell a fish to you that's all that that includes permits and this and that and then sure you know what we all make you know we all make you know our, enough money doing what we do and you know to be able to number one that fish they want every million dollars catching that fish damn yeah man so like if you're asking me, I'm I'm donating that sucker. I don't I don't want that fish. Give it to somebody else. You yeah, know? no doubt. Yeah, well, heck yeah, you got a million dollars. I'll go buy a steak. <laughs> yeah, we can go get steaks or something. We're having wagyu tonight, boys. That's right. And uh, that was really cool. What was that was crazy about that tournament because that 900 pound fish, you know, holding first place for the biggest fish, and and you're like, you know, those and they won the tournament. You know, <laughs> how'd you like? like to, how'd you like to catch a 900 pounder and then get beat? oh yeah because that like son of a bitch well it's it's not i mean it's kind of funny but it's just i guess it's you know you fish you hunt you know how it goes that that big one can always be out there that you know that crazy banded bird could be out there um that you know that that 12 pound bass that large mouth or you know that 10 pound small mouth is out there somewhere you know what i mean um they caught that 900 pounder and that boat was actually docked a couple boats down from the boat where the boat I, you know, that I work on was and man, were they having a party? Oh, I bet. The, the next morning we didn't fish the next cause like it's, you, it's a five day tournament. You, you're only allowed to fish three out of those five days. And, uh, we weren't fishing the next day and I got, I usually get to the boat around seven, eight o'clock and, um, you just look down the end of the dock and you see trash bags and beer cans and <laughs> it's it's and then they got beat. That's and, crazy, dude. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It was it was a crazy year, and then you know it was a man. It was a weird year for uh, some stuff happened out there on the ocean too because um, that first I remember the White Marlin Open. That's the beginning of August. I think it was day one or day two of that tournament. A freaking, uh, like a center console boat was hooked up fighting Blue Marlin. They were maneuvering on the fish and their boat sank. Oh, yeah, right. I heard about that. Yeah, luckily everybody, you know, no one, you know, no one was left behind. And, you know, for them, you know, their boat sank, but, you know, they made it home back to their wives and their families and stuff. So, and then, like, a couple weeks later after that, freaking uh you know uh a legendary boat 
captain that was, you know, uh, here out of Ocean City that, like, anybody that ever started fishing in Ocean City, like, guys that I work for, guys that I look up to and know, you know, he passed away. And then, like, two weeks later, another, like, legendary charter boat that's been in Ocean City, you know, for years, freaking burnt down out there. And, like, like the whole boat caught on fire. Like, damn. And, and then, like, again, a few weeks later after that, um, somebody was under the influence driving a boat and they crashed into another boat 40 miles offshore. Like, Jeez, what are the chances of that? That's like you and I driving in a 300-acre field and then we hit a tree with a full wheel. <laughs> like what? Like what? Yeah, like you're in a 300-acre field, there's one tree and you hit it. That's just nuts. Yeah, so it, it was... It was... It was it was kind of like this eerie feeling that like no one wanted to go out there because all this weird stuff was happening. But then, you know, we all have that in our blood that, you know, we got to go, you know, you got to go hunt, you got to go fish and you, know, you got to go see what's out there kind of deal. So it was crazy. And they had a pretty neat, uh, for the one captain in that boat, it was kind of crazy. They had like this little, like, you know, prayer thing. And a, a, it was like a huge, like celebration of life. I think I had for them and, it was pretty neat to see, like, you know, the fishing community come together and yeah, do that kind cool. of stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, that's how my summer's been. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's almost October now. It was a good year. I learned a lot. I got to work under, um, so I was the second mate on this boat. Um, I got to work under, uh, you know, their first mate who's been in that boat for four years. Really good guy. Um, he is from Venezuela. Speaks obviously really, really good Spanish. His English, not so good. Um, but I, I, I helped him out there. I, I helped him out there, you know. Um, and what was pretty cool is that, you know, when we fish, we never had any problems. You know, I, I knew what he needed and he knew what I needed if we are doing something fishing-wise. And it was really neat because, I mean, he's been fishing since he was, you know, he's from, La, I think, uh, La Guarda, Venezuela. And uh, he, uh, I mean, he's been fishing since he was able to, you know, step foot and pretty much walk and he's about the same age as me and it when he fished for almost 30 some years and the fishery he's been able to fish out there because i mean there you don't gotta go far you can drive right out in front of the beach and you start catching tunas and mahis and billfish and nice it's crazy so i, I got to you know learn a lot from him and you know and just make myself a better mate and a better fisherman so it's been a good summer and i got some opportunities here coming up hopefully that'll be you know like you said I got to make some decisions on, and we'll go from there. Because trust me, if if this goes on, you know, like you and I talked in the last podcast, you know, it's that love for, you know, hunting and ducks and geese, and then that, that love for fishing. But when something's put in front of your face, and if you have an end goal in sight, it, it's 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 really 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 tough to yeah. They, 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 these waters mix sometimes. The hunting and fishing is not it, it's. Listen, and, it's, and it's what the, makes it the Minnesota duck opener this weekend, and I'm not doing it because I'm in a charity golf tournament for the Minnesota Made my ice fishing tournament league. Right. So yeah, it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's so, crazy. I mean, and I'm and you know, you remember old Chutton and oh yeah, he's yeah he's talking to me and he's like, I, I texted you know him and one of my other good buddies down there, Matt, that I've talked about before and. I put them in a group text and I was like, Hey boys. And I was like, as of right now, and this was like a week or so, this was like two weeks ago. 
Uh, the Hey Boys, as of right now, you know, I'll probably see you in Arkansas this year, but, you know, there's some things that, you know, may or may not happen, but most likely, hopefully, and, you know, I've, I feel like I've, you know, put in a good effort and made, you know, trying to make a good name for myself as a, you know, as a mate and work my way up in this industry and get to that end goal of being a captain one day. And I was like, there's some things that could happen that could really, really help my career. And, uh, if they do, um, I will not be coming out west. And just that little text, man, it, it, it kind of hurt. But I bet. Well, because you were not, talking uh, before we left the snow goose camp. There, you were talking about um, doing both. Yeah, well, and guiding duck hunts and stuff. Like, yeah, you were you were pretty convinced. Like, oh, I I can't miss another duck season. Yeah, and it, it's crazy, you know. And and what doesn't help it is that you know. Uh, not too many people are familiar with this, but, you know, Maryland here, we are, uh, the duck and goose hunting can get pretty damn good. And, um, you know, we have surf scoters and harlequins and long tails and, you know, the cool stuff out there on the, you know, right there off the beach. And Do the branch um, make uh, it down, do you? Yep, the branch make it here and even snow geese make it here too. And it, like, the graders, yep. you know, the big snows and, um, you know, they're here and, you know, we have, you know, especially even deer hunting, you know, we have some really, you know, there's some spots in, especially right where I live where there's some, you know, world-class whitetail and we also have sick of deer, which those you don't know, it looks like a little, it looks like a baby elk with antlers. Yeah. Um, they kind of like, if you see some Christmas decorations, like, yeah. Yep, that's where they're trying to be like reindeer, but like as we know, reindeer are like caribou. They have caribou horns, but your typical like Christmas decoration reindeer antler—that's what sick of deer look like. Yeah, man, I tell you what, those little bastards are tasty. Well, and they live in like the swamps, don't they? Yep, they live in the marsh and the Phragmite, and it, it's the the. I have some friends that are obsessed with it, and uh, my roommate actually—he killed I think two stags last year. And they're like, man, he's a nice one. I, I look at it and I'm like, oh, like it doesn't look that big. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, tiny. Yeah, yeah. Not very big. It's a goat with antlers. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And their antlers don't uh, really get that big either. No, they don't. But it, it's the same frame as an elk, and they, I, you know, I've actually gone sick of deer hunting. I've never been successful, but when you hear them bugle, it's not like a you know a deer grunting. It sounds like an elk. Like it's crazy, um, and so that season's in right now. Deer, you know, archery season just came in about a week or so ago, and I've deer hunted twice, but the mosquitoes and chiggers got me. Thermosel, the well, they won't. Yeah, they won't help you. Chiggers aren't. No, Thermosel won't help you with the chiggers, though. No, they won't. But um, you know, so you, of course you got that going on, and then I tell you what, we have a lot of cannons here. Um. Every day when I'm at the boat, you hear them just honking and going nuts flying over the marina and going into the marshes and stuff like that. And, you know, my, my captain's an avid waterfowl hunter. And, I mean, he fishes full time, but, I mean, a lot of what he does, you know, he you know takes the boat to Florida and, and then comes back home and does a lot of deer hunting. And the people that I work for have some deer farms and stuff. And they go to Arkansas. I think they go to Cypress Crossing every year. And, uh, you know, they hunt out there with those guys and 
you know, they're talking to me about it. One of the guys um, that fishes with us a lot, he just got back from New Mexico elk hunting. So, like, it's not like I, you know, the hunting side of things has, like, you know, been, it's not like I don't see it or I don't hear about it. Trust me. Everybody here, you either hunt or you fish. And, uh, or, I mean, a lot of them do both, but. Are you still fishing right now? Or are you getting ready to make a move? Um, so, we were planning on fishing this week, but the weather and it was blowing pretty good. And, you know, it just wasn't, you know, the conditions just weren't fit to go. Um, and a lot of guys, they haven't really fished much. Even the big charter boats are slowing down. They haven't really done much. Um, the tuna bite really isn't there anymore. The, the Marlins, again, they really didn't show up this year like they do in the past. Because, you know, a lot of people don't know that, you know, are out west or not familiar with it but this fishery that i have literally right in my backyard is you know it can be some of the best in the world sometimes and uh with you know yellowfin tuna mahi mahis wahoo um blue marlins white marlins um and two of the bottom fishing we have here it's not we don't have like you've experienced this like you know you have in charleston but you know we get the black sea bass that are also very tasty little critters and um you know we get tile fish that are very very you know we get the blue line tile fish and golden tile fish and some of those are they are a very you know it's a fun fish to catch and they they live pretty deep and they taste very good they have like a it's a white fish and they have like almost like a lobster consistency oh you know? yeah yeah they're very very good and even that stuff is like slowed down and even if you want to go do that like just the weather just hasn't been cooperating and it's that time of year where everybody's getting close to October and, you know, a lot of these boats that are here are travel boats that are either based out of Florida um, or somewhere down south or North Carolina or mainly, you know, most of the, the travel boats here are from Florida and, you know, they're getting ready for their winter plans of heading south or heading to the Bahamas or, you know, uh, one of my, you know, the DR, Costa Rica, Bermuda, um, DR meaning, you know, Dominican Republic and, it's crazy. I mean, it's if you're in it, you're in it, and, it, and it's nonstop, and you're fishing the world, and it's it's pretty awesome. That sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, I didn't make it down. I really wanted to, but you know how life gets. It's yeah, busy. I mean, it, it's it's been crazy. I mean, I, I mean, I, I got to see. You know, I remember when I told you. You know, I got to come back to Maryland because of my family. I I saw. I remember I I drove home and surprised my grandfather and my dad on Father's Day. So that was June, and then I saw pretty much all my family for my birthday. That was, you know, the end of May, and I think that was the last time I saw them all. <laughs> but and, you're and, home. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm in I'm in the same state, you know, and uh, it's it's just been a busy schedule. You know, it can be, you know, it's not really a nine to five, five days a week. It's uh, kind of sporadic, but you know that that you know it is what it is, and but. Just like anybody, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. So, right. It's it's been it's been fun, and you know, like I said, I have I've had some opportunities that are coming up, and you know, I don't know about you, but I'll spend the winter in Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could think of worse yeah. ways. To yeah, I mean, go to Costa Rica and the ice fishing and, down there sucks, though. Yeah, I heard it does suck. I heard it's not really that much fun there, uh, ice fishing. But... Ice is super sketchy. 
Man, if you got the real on some of the things and hold on to some of the things, I wouldn't change your mind to. <laughs> no, I, I mean, listen, Costa Rica is high on my bucket list of places to go. Dude, both they have side, both sides there. I know. I that's super high on my list. And I've always told you, I've always told you, as long as you and I have been friends, I'm like that is my bucket list fish. Dude, I want one so bad. So, right, well, so what? At, so uh, what are these opportunities? What can you? It's like sworn to secrecy, or uh, can't talk about it's not necessarily. I mean, I can. I I won't drop names, but um, I can talk about it. So I had a couple. Um, you know the. You know, the two boats that I've talked to, um, their program is, you know, Ocean City and Ocean City, Maryland in the summer and then over the winter, you know, Florida, Bahamas. Um, you know, the boat will be in Florida and then, you know, either by boat or well, obviously by boat, but um, you know, travel to the Bahamas, do day trips because what you know, people that don't know, you know, on a daily basis when we get fishing, we're running anywhere to fifty to sixty to seventy and already this year um the one day we ran 90 ever 90 miles damn yeah we caught her that day actually we caught our first fish of that day we are at 98 miles Jeez. and uh, that is a long run that is a haul boy yeah yep so that is about probably two hours two and a half hour travel time beautiful scenery though i mean wait it is <laughs> It's just yeah. blue water for as far as you can see, 360 degrees. I'll tell you what, though, when you see that sun come up over the ocean and, and, and you're riding out there and it's flat calm, you, you know it's gonna, you know, it could be a special day. Yeah, that would and be just, that would be pretty cool. I mean, you see the sunrise before anybody else. And, yeah, uh, I suppose you can. I mean, I guess you could say you got a front row seat, like oh well, yeah, you're out there. Seat. You're out there yeah. on the flat Earth. You can see all the way across it. Yeah, super flat, right? And uh, um, <laughs> so yeah, we've we've done that. But uh, I mean, so those so those two programs that I talked to, you know, they do uh, the one. There's the one program had some talk maybe going to Costa Rica, but some things were up in the air about that. And um, again, that was a, you know, of course, they're all beautiful boats and big fancy boats with the you know the newest technology and you know big motors and they're fast and it's, you know, it's what you want. It's, you know, what you want, you know. They don't have to, do to run too far in Costa Rica, though, if I'm not mistaken, right? They're pre- I mean, it gets deep pretty quick, doesn't it? Yeah, you don't, you don't, you run maybe like a, a not even a quarter, maybe a quarter of what we do here. Yeah, but, it's uh, real close. I mean, it's kind of like Florida, time, where you're like the, yeah, you know, definitely. you don't have to run far to get to Gulf Stream. Yeah, in Florida, Florida, you can be catching sailfish and you can see the freaking beach. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can still see the um, lights in Miami. Yep, and uh, and so that's the two of those programs, and those are pretty cool. So, you know, you get to spend your summers, you know, here in Ocean City, and then your winters in Florida and the Bahamas, which isn't bad at all because the Bahamas fishing is awesome too. Um, lots of blue marlins, um, lots of sailfish, lots of, uh, you know, tunas and wahoo and fun stuff, and then um, one thing that I do want to try here in the you know the future is I you know a lot of spear fishing, a lot of diving stuff like that that I'd like to try. Oh, that I want to do. I, I need to try that. And uh, yeah, and uh, I think it, I get hooked it, on that. Yeah, especially getting down there. Like I know a lot of, and I've talked to some people that have worked in the keys and that are guiding the keys, and they're like, you know, it's a lot easier fishing when you know what's below you. Right. Like when they. You know, when they have dived in the reefs or dived on structures and 
they know it's there and then you take clients out and like yesterday i was here i was down there there's you know three groupers and right small right, fish right, and, yeah. you know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know just cool stuff like that and uh so that was two of those programs and this other program um same thing um you know the, uh, again florida it's like you know uh, in florida of course there's a there's a reoccurring theme here florida is like a hub and uh so like um be in florida and then you spend most of your pretty much november through april and costa rica and you, you might not be in costa rica for that entire you know six months or whatever that is but you know you're gonna be you'll be there a good bit and you'll be fishing a lot and of course costa rica that's mainly all bill fishing which is my favorite and uh um and then once that giant ones out there though like uh they, like they don't they're not they're not like uh the blue marlins they're not like the big ones i mean but you're still gonna you know you can still catch like a 300 pound fish which is still really cool i don't think it's like was it the big the big blacks or is it the what which ones get like 1500 pounds uh black marlins yeah blacks um there there have been some some black marlins caught over there um they haven't been huge but there has been some caught. i thought that was like the place to go for those things uh if you want to like black marlin fish you have more of like kate birdie um, and then I don't know where that Verde, is. It's uh, crap. I'm drawing a blank right now too. That's really bad. But um, I don't know. It's um, like the Azores Islands. I think so. That's that's down south. Like that's like getting you're getting close to uh, South America at that point. Oh okay. And uh, and then. You know, Dominican Republic, one of my good buddies, the guy, one of the, um, face, the guy that I made it with on the other boat, um, he took a new, he's been on an, he took a new job and he's been in Dominican Republic all summer long, catching blue marlins and sailfish and white marlins all summer long. So, um, but, you know, spent all that time in Costa Rica and then once, you know, that Costa Rica season is about done, you know, you start heading back to the East Coast of the United States, you know, early spring. So that's like April. And then it's back to Florida. Yeah. Yep. And then back to Florida and then you start working your way back up the coast. So then, um, you know, that's working your way up. You probably fish there a little bit and then start coming up the coast towards like North Carolina or like South Carolina fishing there, um, North Carolina, uh, fishing the big rock blue Marlin tournament, which is, you know, a legendary tournament held, out of Moorhead City, North Carolina. Um, that's some, that can be some pretty good fishing there too. And fortunately, every time the tournament is held, every year around tournament time, it's either right before or right after that tournament is held, the blue mountain fishing gets really good, and it's never really really good during the tournament. But um, and then back up here to where I am now in Maryland, the first you know the White Marlin Open in the Mid Atlantic, and um. It's, it, that that program's really busy and you're doing a lot of fishing and you know that's what you want so it's there really ain't no yeah, there really ain't too much time to hunt unless you know you're gonna do it now you know october here in maryland uh so you add me to was, this this duck shit snapchat thing for no reason is that what you're telling me uh no, I want to. I added myself so I could see it in case I had severe FOMO in the, if this happens. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, Trenton, Trenton started that. Oh, actually. that was Trenton's deal? 
Yeah, Trenton started that, and I added it to my Snap Story and to do it because you know he's pretty good with the camera, and uh, he's added a bunch of stuff to it, and um, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny because he's been posting a bunch of stuff, and he's like, "You're coming hunting with me," and I'm like, "Man, you know, I love to, but like this is, you know, I I just turned thirty in May, and uh, God, you're old." Yeah, I know, man. I'm getting up there, and my back hurts every day I wake up. You'll never but, catch uh, me. I know. Um, it's all right. You look 50, and you look like you're 25. <laughs> but, I don't uh, that anymore, but, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, what's it called? Um, I was like, you know, I was like, I was talking to those guys, and I'm like, you know, I, I have an end goal in sight, and I really don't want to. I kind of have a path that I kind of have in mind that I want to take. And, you know, if these things happen. These are, you know, great opportunities for anybody. You know what I mean? Right, like yeah. Yeah. to build that, to build your resume, build your experience, not to mention travel the world. Right. And, uh, this is my, you know, I'm, this is my job. Like I'm, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting paid again. I'm getting paid to fish and see parts of the world. I never see, you know, I've never seen, I, that that sounds pretty good to me, and not to mention some of these programs. When you're there, you know you're on boss man's company, so you know just like any other worker that he hires, you you know you're getting you know health benefits, health insurance, dental insurance. That's awesome. Maybe a, maybe a 401k, and it, it's crazy. A lot of people they're like, "Are you just fish for a living?" And you're like, "Yeah, but there's a lot more to it." Right. Um. Yeah, you're taking care of, I mean, just like anything. I mean, you have a mechanic that takes care of tractors on a farm, or you have, you know, in the fishing world, you got a, you have a mate that and a captain that, you know, take care of that boat, make sure everything's in the boat is in working order, make sure everything's ready to go, make sure, you know, and some of these programs, they have other boats. You know, some boats might have, some programs, uh, might have three boats. You might have a big boat, a center console here and a center console there. And, or you might, he might, the boss man might have a property and say the boss man has a farm. Well, now you're, you're a farm man too. So you're not just, you know, so if you're not fishing, you might, you know, go to the farm and help spray a food plot one day or, you know, fill feeders or, you know, you're always doing something. Trust me. You're, it's not like oh, yeah. you're getting paid to just sit on the boat and be like, "Hey, we're going to fish tomorrow." No, right, now you can do your job. No, it, it, you're doing something constantly. So it's crazy no, it's, for it's, some it's a for job. people that I mean, don't it, get it. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of hard work, actually. I mean, that's kind of one of those things too. And then it'd be like, and then I'm sure you'll you'll hear this if you haven't already. Like, what do you do? Oh, I you know I fish for a living or whatever. They're, oh, it must be nice. Well. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it's not like, not like there isn't a shit ton of work, or that you didn't have to do some bullshit work to get where you're at. You know, right. it's not like you just woke up and somebody offered you, "Hey, you want to go fishing? I'll pay you." It's like that's that's not how that works, and it's a shit ton, no. of, and it's and then a lot to do. You know, trust me. I mean, especially, and to be honest with you, uh, like us us mates, like we have it easy, like. You know, we're responsible for, you know, make sure the boat's clean, make sure the boat looks good, um, make sure all of our tackle is on point. Um, you know, 
make sure this is ready to go, that's ready to go. Um, did you do this? Did you check on this? Did you order bait? You know, do we have enough bait? You know, do we need to order more? Um, so I'll tell you what, you know, things happen. Like we have a, this program that I work for now. We have a like a warehouse where, you know, some things are stored that, you know, we use that has like, you know, both spare parts in it or, you know, extra tackle or, you know, whatever we need is in that warehouse. And, you know, we're responsible for making sure that place is, you know, we have everything we need and stuff like that. And that, like I said, us mates have it easy. When you become a captain, you're responsible for, for receipts, for, oh, you know, yeah. invoices, okay, for yeah. it becomes a business. travel. <laughs> yeah. For, you know, track, like you're not just driving the boat and taking people fishing anymore. You're responsible for a lot of things. Um, not to mention everybody that's on that boat is now under your responsibility. Right. So. Yeah. And there's regulations and yeah. Books to keep. And yep. Yeah. You know, it. you, you got your captain's license now, don't you? Uh, not officially yet, but yeah, it's in the works. Yeah. So, I mean, you get it. I mean, when it is, again, it, it's funny. My captain says it all the time. He's like, you don't know until you get up there, you know, behind the wheel. And I was like, no, I, I get it. I, I, you know, I understand you're stressed out, you know, or you might be stressed out or this and this going on. And, you know, they, they deal with way more than we will ever, us mates will ever know. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. And, and um, they got to put people on fish. Yep. And then the pressure's on them. I mean, some of these tournaments that we fish, that a lot of these people fish for us, you know, you have your, you know, your group of buddies that might have put, you know, fifteen grand into the tournament just to get in. And fifteen grand is a lot. Of, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. Um, but to enter, a lot of you know, a lot of fishing is luck too. And uh, when you enter these tournaments and to go to get into every category of the tournament, to get into every side bet, which is called like a Calcutta, pretty much. Um, I. You're looking at if you did, if you went if someone looked it up right now, and to be in almost every single category of say the White Marlin Open, it's fifty two thousand dollars. Jeez. So that was fifty two thousand dollars. Say to enter that tournament. For say, all right, let's think of a boat. Oh, uh, we'll just. For Billy Bob's boat, it cost them $52,000 to enter that tournament to be in every single category. Okay, that was $52,000 just to enter that tournament. Now you got to fish three days. Okay, well, in those three days, you're probably going to spend three, four hundred bucks in bait. You're going to spend probably over $2,000 in diesel. Uh, you're going to spend money on food that's on the boat that we can have, you know, that we can eat drinks. It's, it's all this, it's crazy. It's a ton of money, man. And it's, it's, it's insane. Gotta pay to play. Yep. You gotta pay to play. And I mean, and you know, us for, you know, for the mates and for the captains, you know, say we win those tournaments, you know, it's really cool. If you work for somebody that's really good and takes care of you, you get a percentage of those winnings and that's, that's a bonus, you know? Yeah, for sure. So it's, 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 do they have, do some of these, uh, tournaments, they are these, you know, are these filmed Are they, are these TV shows or they're, uh, is there a, a lot places of it, you can watch it? 
so they they like live stream like the weigh-ins. Okay. Um, that's really about it. Um, I get it'd be pretty tough to. Yeah, you'd almost have to like this, cameraman on every yeah. boat. Yeah, that'd be insane. I mean, some guy, you know, we have GoPros and stuff like that on the boat that we use every now and then. But do we ever actually go back and look at that footage? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, we have this year is actually pretty neat. Um, I think I explained to you what you know what a dredge was, mm-hmm. and uh, um. And so there's this company that actually makes like a GoPro mount that you can set up in that dredge. And we did that this year, like once or twice. And that was pretty neat. Um, to see like little tunas or little mahis like show up on your dredge, like pick time to pick up your bait. Right. That's there. And that was pretty neat. You know, we have it there. Um, cause the whole thing, like, you know, the marlins and stuff like that will come up on those dredges and stuff like that. And of course the times that we ran the, camera no marlin showed up so we we're like well, kind of got a little yeah yep, uh, uh, yep we got a little camera shy so we of course you know we stopped running the camera and of course the marlin show up when we don't want a camera so <laughs> yeah, every, we're like all right no more time no more camera and uh but you know that, that's that's cool but yeah i mean they it, you know it, it'd be you know for this tournament like i know that like uh, again this year for the open i think 400 some boats into the tournament and you know, say day two of the tournament, you look at it, who's fishing today? Oh, 318 boats are fishing today. That's going to be kind of tough to film 318 boats. Right. That's a lot of boats, dude. Yeah. Dude, that 318 boats all dropping in 50 grand? Holy shit. So this year, um, it was crazy. I think like how, many pla- was- how many places pay out? Uh, first through third. Fuck. Yep. Not, so then, very, your chances are not very good. That's like, I don't know that I'd be willing to put up fifty grand for that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's wild, man. But there, there's a lot of categories, and then too, like for the smaller boats to enter it. And I think it's, I think there is the small boat category. Um, I think that's under, I think it's forty foot and under. I think. 40 foot and under, you can qualify for the small boat category. So that, that's, that's neat too for the, you know, the guys that don't have the big boats, but you know, they still can go out there and fish, you know, amongst the best. So that, that's really neat. And then there's a lot of other small tournaments and stuff too. There. So if you, if you um, head out to Costa Rica, is there going to be tournaments out there? Or is this going to be taking yeah, clients I'm, out? No, it, I, I think, both so this is this is pretty new to me and this will be my first year and first time ever if you know fingers crossed and saying all the prayers you want or you know all the good luck you know my way that you know say if i got that job um you know be my first time fishing there and my first time ever in costa rica and there there are some tournaments hosted out of those places um there's two spots that people um go to there's los sueños which is a big resort in uh costa rica and then uh there's another place capos costa rica which is another very well-known destination um and there's definitely there's tournaments there for sure um will i be fishing them i don't know 
um, I'm just hoping I get there first. Where so. yeah, where would you stay when you're down there? Do they, they put you? Uh, do you stay at a resort or something, or you got? Yeah, pretty much. So like yeah, so those places it's like a big marina and resort and condos and um, some people stay on their boat and I think you, you you probably stay at you know at a at a condo pretty much. Cool. Because you're be staying on a boat, like you're staying on a boat for six months. That's kind of that's you and the captain. I hope you guys get along well. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That may be a big experience. It may be a big boat, but that's like living in a uh, that's like living in a college apartment. Right, that's like an efficiency uh, that moves a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's that's what's that's what's pretty much going on there. But uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully we'll see. Well, what kind of new shit did you learn this summer? Uh, to be uh, first off. You know, everybody you fish with, everybody. So, I mean, everybody, I mean, I don't want to say how to this, but uh, what I took from this season, what I actually really learned, number one, is just, of course, every day you go fishing, you get, well, I hope there are people that, you know, really take it seriously and want to do, you know, compete against the best and, you know, be it, you know, you know, go down as a, the best or, you know, a good captain or a good mate. Um, it's being fast, being efficient, and at all times, you know, making sure you have a, you know, you're full spread out there and you're, 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 you're being efficient, you know. Um, making sure your bait swims good or this or that. And that's all kind of basic stuff that you learn pretty quick, but it's still something that, you know, but you, you get, you, like I said, you get more efficient at it. You get faster. Yeah, you get faster. You get quicker. Um, situational awareness of, and it sounds funny because it sounds like you know, you're playing a sport, which you kind of I mean you are pretty much. But like, okay, uh, what if the fish comes here? Or what if this happens? Or what if this gets tangled and something goes wrong? And you know, you know, are you going to be cool, calm, and collect and fix it? And make you know, you can be okay, kind of deal. Yeah, it um, looks pretty chaotic when, like, the the few videos I've watched where when you hook up to a big fish and that thing's jumping and the, the captain's, you know, backing down on mm -hmm. it or he's doing whatever, like, and it's yeah, so like lines crossing happens, over so like, and you're grabbing the yeah. line and, yeah, there's all yep, sorts so, of shit going on. Yeah, and so, like, just like anything, like, so, like, all right, let's go for, like, all right, so say we're going marlin fishing and, you know, we – you know, we have those four, you know, we fish four lines, um, four baits in the water. Sometimes you might fish like a big, you know, lure, like a big blue marlin lure out there too. Um, let's say, you know, one of like the long rivers gets, you know, gets bit. All right. Well, a lot of times that captain, the captain's going to start turning the boat to that side that that fish got bit on. Because most of the time that fish isn't by himself. And, uh, Modeling fishing, just like, you know, for you, for bass fishing, you're going for numbers, right? You're, you know, trying to catch as many as you can as quick as possible. And, you know, putting that boat into a turn, um, pretty much, like, one side of your bait, one side of your spread is almost, like, kind of still. And it's just kind of sitting there swimming. And, like, you're moving stuff around to pretty much get more baits near your fish. I guess the easiest way to explain that. Because, like I said, a lot of times that fish isn't by himself. He's he's got somebody with him. You know what I mean? Sure. And, um, and you also do if there's one back there, you want to catch that one too and get a double. And sometimes you know get a triple. And that's got to be yeah. mad chaos. 
it, it has, you know, I've, um, I've gotten to witness that and you're just like, Oh shit. Okay. And then you gotta, <laughs> and then we, especially like, and even like with tuna fishing too, uh, that, you know, tuna fishing, we pull way more bait. And I've told you this before, you know, you might have four to eight tunas on and you might have four anglers. So you got four rods that are getting somewhat stretched out. You're probably going to push a drag up on them a little bit, slow them down some. And, you know, you have four guys fighting fish and then, you know, you as the mate, or if you're lucky, you know, there's two mates and, you know, you guys are communicating and then we're, you know, you're talking to the angler and the angler's here. Like, all right, you, you need to go over here to this corner. Okay. You need to come here. You need to go up and over, you know, cause they're, you got to pay attention to that line's doing because those lines cross, you know, it creates that friction and you're going to, you know, you're going to cut off your fish and then, well, you're going to have an unhappy angler and right. the captain's probably going to be pretty pissed at you for not paying attention. Right. Um, and the same thing with, you know, drill fishing, you know, you, you got to, some people, you know, there's a lot of things going on out there, but you know, once you do it, you, you just have to know, okay, this bait's here, that dredge is there, that teaser's there. Okay. Get that teaser out of the way get that dredge in, um, you know, this and that, how is the fish acting? Cause a lot of times, I mean, it's a billfish, you know, it's got that pony thing and it's got that pony bill in the front of its <laughs> face. And the bottom, the bottom of that bill is like 80 grit sandpaper. And so if he starts jumping around the ocean and stuff. He, it, you know, it's okay. But if he starts shaking his head a certain way, and what we call windshield wiping, you better hurry up and get your stuff, you know, whatever lines you have out there, you better hurry up and reel them up at least so they're close to like hanging from the boat yeah. or inside the boat. And old captain upstairs is putting that boat in full reverse and you got to go chase him down because if you don't get him close enough, he's going to chase him. He's going to chase himself off. They kind of do that windshield wipe thing too. Sometimes before they strike, don't they? They get behind your, they get behind your bait. I've seen them do that a couple of times. That, yep, bill so that's, comes that's, out, that bill comes out of the water and it's just going back and forth. Yep. So that's, that's how they, that's how they, you know, they were, the, you know, whatever you believe in how, you know, they designed them, you know, that's, that's their, uh, that's their weapon of defense per se. You know, they're, they're going to use that bill and smack their bait. Trying to stun and, that uh, bait. Try to stun that bait and then they're going to turn on it and eat it. And that's pretty much what they're doing. You know, a lot of times, you know, like if you get lucky, a billfish is going to come up and eat your bait and get hooked by himself but a lot of times you're gonna that that bait's gonna get whacked it's gonna pop up that line's gonna pop out of the clip that it was in in your rigger and you're probably gonna and then you're gonna pretty much put your whatever rod you know you're gonna put that reel in the free spool which is just feeding it feeding him that bait pretty much and pretty much like okay that fish was swimming he no, whacked yeah, it he knocked you know, with, it with, yeah which is the bite. And now you got to react and get that thing to free spool. And it pretty much just like let that bait go freely. You know, some guys, when you're first learning, a lot of guys do it off the field. A lot of people say, well, you know, count to 10, or count to five. Um, and then for blue lines, it's kind of funny. You, you do the good old, uh, if he, you know, if you have a pitch bait out there and he hits that pitch bait and you know, he has it. It's like, some guys do the one, two, F U and then push the drag up and then hook them. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny, uh, you know, but, um, it's, it, what I like, you know, Bill is so much, I feel like there's a lot of, there's, you know, finesse, there's a lot of movement, there's a lot of things going on. Um, it's not like, to me, it's not like 
you know, tuna fishing or dragon baits all over the ocean and they just eat it and get hooked in the face by a J hook. Because right. when we're bill fishing now, we're using a circle hook. So I know a lot of guys that catfish they use circle hooks. Right. But uh, it's a little bit you're you the way what you do and you kind of react how that fish is like okay so you saw that fish bite from left to right or you saw that fish bite from right to left a lot of times you're going to point your rod tip a certain way too the way like if that fish say say you're looking back at your spread you're looking back at your baits and you see that fish go from left to right well you're going to probably feed that fish and then you're going to probably take your rod tip and put it over to the left side and try to get that circle hook in the corner of his yeah, mouth. And that just kind of like, you know what I mean? Yep. Just kind of stuff like that, depending on where he goes. And, it, and it's fun. Like, trust me, when you, when you miss one, you feel like a dummy. <laughs> but then, you know, of course, that's just practice and time. And, you know, of course, if we miss a fish, we give each other crap. But uh, it, to me, I just like it so much because there's, like, it's a lot of stuff that how you did and what you did as a mate or the captain and, and there's a lot going on. It's not like you're just putting eight baits out there in the water and you're like, all right, bite this. And then they get bit and they're hooked and that's it. So are you potentially have some maybe downtime coming up or when, like, like what um, you said, I fishing's have, starting I, to slow down where yeah, you're it at. Is. So I've, I've kind of not, I haven't really had downtime. Um, I mean, we're still busy doing stuff, you know, cleaning up in the season and organizing and putting things away here and there that whatnot, you know, things that need to be done still. Um, I do have some downtime coming up here in October, um, because my contract with this last boat that I worked on was up until like October 1st. So of course that's like a week left. And then, um, probably do a little bit of deer hunting. I think, uh, shoot freaking blue, uh, early teal season is in right now. Well, the, the teal really haven't been here yet, but, um, I think October sixteenth is the first the, is the duck opener, and so if I'm still here at home, I'll I'll definitely go open a day. And to be honest, hopefully with you after that, I'm headed to Florida and then getting ready to go to Costa Rica. So, so best case scenario, that's what's going. So the the company that you would be working for in Costa Rica, they start in Florida. Yep. So okay. the, you start in Florida, and then that boat gets put on a ship. And that the boat gets shipped to Costa Rica. Like you don't drive the boat itself to Costa Rica; it gets put on a big, uh, pretty oh, much a damn. big ass ship. Yeah. So that thing's going all. It's got to go through the Panama Canal. Yep. Damn. Yeah, and go to the other side. And I, I assume you're just flying to Costa Rica. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where, where in Florida would you be based out of? Uh, this. Job, it'd be. Um, I'm just gonna say northern Florida, oh, really? closer to Georgia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Up to by Daytona, kind of, or even further north than that. Uh, about that area. Yep. Okay. Right on. Yeah. So I mean, it's still cool, and I, um, yeah. So still Florida, but the biggest thing is, is you know, a lot of fishing, and uh, it, it's crazy. That, I mean, that's really like this week has been. It's been kind of nuts for me because, you know, phone calls are happening. I'm calling people. I'm getting called, you know, just talking to people, figuring out what's going on and this and that. And, and you know, I'm trying to make the steps to, you know, further my career and 
you know, obviously build that resume and, you know, fish all over the world and, uh, yeah, there. I've been toying with the idea. I mean, it's it's just not going to happen because with the, the Minnesota-made tournament, ice fishing tournament season, that kind of keeps me locked into being in Minnesota here. But I've been toying with the idea of, you know, guiding somewhere, hunting guiding somewhere, you know, like getting just sign up with another, you know, goose hunting or duck hunting outfit somewhere down south. It'd be kind of cool. But, man, you just can't do everything. I mean, that that is that is the – as much as you want to, uh, you, at some point in time, you, you got to make some tough decisions. Yep, I mean it, it's, um, it, yeah, it's it's definitely tough, and it's a decision. You know, it's a conversation that I've had more than once now within the, this summer with my parents and my grandparents, and again, like I've you know, like I've explained before, you know they have supported me through this crazy journey of me traveling all over the world fishing, you know, me calling them one day and be like, I'm in, I'm in Maryland or the next time. You're in Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. And then I call them, you know, three weeks later and be like, where are you going? I'm like, I'll be on, I'm heading to Arkansas. They're like, Oh, what? <laughs> and no so, yeah. In Arkansas. Yeah. There's no fishing in Arkansas. Um, Well, but uh, you know it's uh, you know of course they want me to be you know I also have some consistency and you know they they like seeing me of course and um, you know they want you know obviously what's best for me and the, the conversation is uh, more times than once now it's ended up well okay what's your end goal what's your end goal what's your end goal and I'm like well I want to be you know a sport fishing captain and. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think the only the only way that happens is to is to take the fishing when you can. I mean. Yeah, I mean hunting hunting will always be there. It's crazy. We just had this conversation months ago. I know. (laughs) A lot of and all this. Yeah, it's and I was thinking about it the other day. I was um, I remember I I started even when you did um, you know talking to Tom Rowland like. I'm like, and that dude's a legend. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Trust me. I know. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> I'm just like, man, you know, like, I've learned so much, and I I feel, you know, fishing is, and I've told you this, you know, I love fishing, and, you know, you know, if I had, you know, one thing to do the rest of my life, and it'd probably be catch blue lines and white lines, and, Dude, I just wish that the people that haven't gotten to witness it, you know. It's still a bucket list item. I still got to do it. I mean, maybe I'll have yeah. to come down to Costa Rica and I'll check, two, I'll check we're, both we're off. Have, we'll do rooster fish and marlins. We're going to have to figure something out. I'll tell you what, though. If I, get, if I you know, get the chance and, you know, everything gets, you know, goes right or how I'd like it to go, and I catch, you know, get to go out there to Costa Rica and catch a rooster fish, that's like we're getting out of Oh, I will mount a fish. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, the I don't care. Gonna, if the trip's going to get more expensive because I'm going to want a replica of that for sure. Yeah, I don't care if it's 13 inches. I'm getting a 13 <laughs> inch rooster fish. <laughs> uh, they're just they're just really flamboyant jacks. Is all they are. 
but they look yeah, they just look cool. They look badass. Yeah, yeah. It's... Have you seen? I'll tell you what, if you want to see something cool. Speaking of flamboyant and like how they have that big dorsal thing, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Something you need to look up is a thrasher shark. Oh, I know what a thrasher looks like. They're, they got yeah. that super metallic skin. Yeah, but like what they do with that tail is insane. Oh yeah, they whip that thing around. Dude, their tail is crazy long. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah well, I know what a thrasher is. One of my one of my buddies there fishing the other day, and he sent me. Yeah, I think he had like on his Instagram story, and he's like in the caption he had on. He's like, I got to witness some National Ge- Geographic stuff today, and they had a bait out in the water, and you just see this thing come up out of the water and start going nuts, and like slicing through the water like it was nothing and it was a thrasher shark trying to obviously kill a, a, a fish yeah the same way the billfish use their bill to stun their prey yeah the threshers are using that big long tail they're basically going up there and they like just whip a shitty and flick them with their long ass tail they're cool looking sharks they have a really blunt nose and uh yeah they're like metallic colored they're they're super badass. I would, yeah, I'd love to catch one of those too. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, that was he's. I know I saw that video and I asked him about it because he works the boat he's on is the dock over from where I'm at. And I went over there and I was like, dude, I was like, that was freaking cool. He goes, man, it was even crazier in person. Like the video doesn't do it justice. I bet, dude. You can see some of those videos down on. I think they're usually in Florida though. You get like a just a giant school feeding frenzy of like bull reds like they're all mm-hmm. mid-30s 40 inch fish you know and there's hundreds of them and they're just breaking the surface like i've seen a, a few videos this summer where they're like the boat is just surrounded and there's just water splashing everywhere you throw a bait out and you instantly get hooked up it's like there's three four anglers on this boat and they're just all every one of them's hooked up with a big bull you're like what like uh, dude that can't happen very often you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I'll they're, tell you they're, what, just, you running, they're just running a, past the boat. You know, like they don't even give a shit that the boat's there. It's like, oh my god, that's just that would be amazing. Um, uh, yes. Uh, what's the problem? <laughs> Use I your uh, words. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, come on now. You know how this problem is, man. Um. <laughs> I saw a video the other day, I think it was on Instagram or TikTok or something, and I'll tell you what, it was a, a mullet run. Oh, yeah, yeah. And those things were, it was just like this big black ball, and those things were just getting destroyed by birds, sharks. Oh, ev- <laughs> dude, everything. <laughs> just getting demolished. Just everything, dude. Like, and it's crazy, like, you watch those black tips will get in there, and, like, oh, yeah. just... There's just like you know this huge dark cloud of bait, and the black tips will go in there, and you just see the bait move around them, and it's just like this force field around this shark, and then all of a sudden they just twitch real fast and phew, grab one and eat it. It's like yeah, it's nuts, dude. That that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've seen some aerial photos of that mullet run, and it's just like right. a steady river of mullet along the beach, like for seemingly miles. Like it's just unreal, yeah. and the tarpon are rolling on them. It's just oh my god. There's there's poor mullets that's getting destroyed. Mullets, <laughs> those things, those things, those mullets can kick rocks. I, this this selfish, <laughs> this past selfish season, I, I rigged so many dead mullets, and I tell you what, they they have some their dorsal fins are pointy, 
and when you're rigging a mullet and stuff like that, and anybody that sail fishes will tell you, like, you get, you know, especially you get some fresh ones that you just got, and you're rigging them up, and they poke you, your hands are going to get sore. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're trying to go fast, too, I'm sure. Yeah, trying to move fast and rig them so you're not, you know, you know you're rigging a lot. And, uh, it's, yeah, like those, it's like those flying fish, though. Like, those things, those poor those fuckers, they're super cool. Like, I, I just think they're badass, but... They're getting, you know, there's a big bait ball or whatever, and they're getting chased from underneath, and the the bonita and the black fins or bigger tuna, yeah. whatever mahi, they're all slashing at them, trying to eat them. So they jump out of the water, and there's a frigate bird up ahead, just getting ready to swoop down and snatch just, them right yep, out of the sky. Just, it's like, oh, just Jesus. smoke them. <laughs> they don't have a chance. <laughs> they have, it's a they, bad day for you, bud. Yeah, they have they evolved this way to get out of the water, and then the little known to them they got predators up there too you're like oh fuck i can't win yeah, you, can't, you can't run <laughs> it's just everything it's wants crazy. to eat you yeah it's 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 wild it's uh some crazy stuff to nah, see. i love being in the salt water i need to i need to get down there i was just i just i think it, well i didn't text my brother i think i sent him a message on or as a comment on a Facebook post or something i'm like i've been kind of toying with the idea of sneaking down there for a weekend because the sharks are still in, I would I'd like to go down there and get some sharks, big ones. Yeah, I haven't um I haven't really got to do too much inshore stuff this this summer up here. Um, I really haven't. We've done some uh, we've messed around with you know we get the rockfish or striped bass, whatever wherever you're from, whatever you call them, rockfish, striped bass, you know whatever that they all the same, but uh. I caught a couple of those there just right off the dock, just messing around. Right. Um, that's really about it. Other than that, it's just been the only fishing I've done is just offshore, which I'm not complaining. Well, yeah, I mean that's what you do. Um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I don't think I, I don't think I caught like a bass this summer. Did you do any freshwater fishing to even catch one? Mm-hmm. Kind of hard to catch one if you don't do it. Yeah, but there's actually some pretty good ponds around here that hold some monkey is what I've been told. Hmm. But, uh, no, I didn't even do that, but no, well, I get to catch the ton stuff in the ocean. Well, I'd love to get complain. to the coast and shoot a brant. That's that's high on my list as well. When you got all the common yeah, eiders around there, too. But. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely all that. and Yeah, that, dude, like I was telling you earlier, I mean, I mean, people. Some people don't realize, you know, out, you know, out west, where you know you are in Minnesota, and you know, of course, it's you know, epic hunting out there for waterfowl. And but I mean, here in Maryland, it, you know, we have the Chesapeake Bay, and there's a lot of history on the Chesapeake Bay oh, yeah. um, for water for waterfowling. You know, you got the Susquehanna Flats and guys at Body Big. They yep, named a retriever after it. Yeah. Not, you know, I don't like those dogs. They didn't name a tree after them. Um, yeah, so uh, it's it's pretty cool. And it, like I said, I told you earlier, it doesn't make the decision any easier, especially when I was actually I was actually going to a spot the other day. That, um, uh, where was I? Oh, I, I stayed at my buddy's house, and um, he lives. I mean, I kind of live out in the middle of nowhere. And, I crashed into his place. We had some have a little get together at his place. And the next day, I was going to the boat, and I got up pretty early. And I looked out, and I, I was looking at the field, and there was a bunch of honkers. And I was looking closer. I'm like, "That's a decoy spread." 
I'm like, man, it's it's funny seeing one of those already, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. And trust me, there's a ton of Canada's here. Huh. You know, we got the lo- we got the local birds and. Um, What's uh, the season like up there? Like, how many birds can you shoot a day? Uh, early, early season's fifteen. Oh damn. Yeah, early seasons. So like early seasons fifteen, and then regular seasons one per person. Oh Jesus Christ, that's a big drop off. Yeah, a big drop off. So. I think there's some, been some talk of all that changing, um, but I, I don't know. I, you know, I think a couple of my buddies they got to hunt some spots. Um, uh, one of my friends they had they hunted, I think like a, I think it was like the second week of the season, and they had like a three pack come in and they you know rained out the three pack and all three were abandoned. Oh, what the hell! Yeah, and. uh my other buddy too, he's really into, um, they, he does a lot, of, he does some lot of inshore stuff with his dad, just messing around. Cause we actually do get some drum and some, you know, some sea trout and stuff here along with, you know, with, you know, the flounder and stuff. And they're, uh, I think his dad are like in the, you know, the arrowheads and stuff like that. And he actually found a band the other day and it was from a brown pelican. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've seen a bandit pelican, but I, I have too. But it wasn't a brown pelican or anything like that. But he found it, and I guess it was, I think it was banded. I guess uh, it was banded in 2019, and said it was too young to fly. So I guess the band came off. Oh wow! Or or it died or something. Yeah, or, yeah, something like something that. So that, that. Yeah, that's pretty neat. I wouldn't be surprised. We got coyotes here too, so oh, yeah. who knows. I've seen two, got the op- two dead pelicans yeah. here in Minnesota, and neither one of them are banded. I was upset because, boy, those things are stinky when they're dead. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, but, yeah, freaking, we, uh, I tell you what, the actually the other day uh, um, I got off work, and um, I got off work, and there's some, there's some big public ground um, tracks out here. Um, the one's like 1,500 acres. And I duck hunted that spot right in the opener last year. And I start walking around, and there's a bunch of woodies in there already, and a um, bunch of wood ducks. And uh, I think I heard some teal. Um, but other than that, it really hasn't been much here. We, we do get a lot of black ducks last year. I'm, I talked to the guys that duck hunted here last year, and the black ducks and the model ducks were, they said, were insane. Huh. Well, yeah, and you're, I think the, it's like a one mallard limit out in the East Coast this year, isn't it? Uh, it's two. Two. Okay. That's, yep. that's just crazy they, to me. Yeah, they changed that, I think, two years ago for the, uh, the Atlantic Flyway. Because it used to be four, like it was out west, and then they changed it to two. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, I remember uh, last year, the one spot I deer hunted in that public ground, I found the spot that, that death on it just because it was right behind where I was deer hunting. And I heard wood ducks, and then I was sitting there a little longer in the evening, and I started hearing mallards, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, sweet. I was like, I just hiked back in here like two miles. And I was like, I'll have this place myself. Well, I didn't. There was another person in there that I duck hunted with. It was actually pretty cool, and we shot a limit. But uh, we shot – I shot three woodies, three green wings. He shot three woodies, two green wings, and a blue wing, and no mallards. But they were in there. It was kind of yeah. funny. You know, I was just, you know, you know, a little bummed out. But uh, 
I know a lot of the guys here, um, of course, we get a lot of divers. I mean, if anybody's familiar with it that comes to Maryland, you can go across the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. And when you, once you come down the western side of the bridge headed towards the coast, oh, the, I guess, yeah, the eastern side of the bridge, sorry, the eastern side of the bridge headed towards the coast, um, there's these little potholes in the marsh that you see. And you'll look in the, and they'll just be rafts of big rafts of, you know, um, bluebills and canvasbacks. And, uh, and uh, at one point last year when I was home, I looked out at one point into the bay and there's a monster raft of snow geese oh, sitting on water. And I was like, you guys are lucky you're nowhere near me and my friends from out west. Because <laughs> we would find a way somehow, some way to kill every single one of you. Uh, that might be a little tough, every single one, but we'd give it a no, shot. We'd figure it out. We'd figure it out. There's got to be at least one band in there. Hey, hey, you know what? I bet you if we got Brady, we'd figure it out. <laughs> Brady Well, I guess what we could do is get in sneak boats. Drift into them. <laughs> <laughs> I have to give that man a call and see what's up. Here. I mean, if I, man, if I, I tell you what, if if everything goes kind of right now the way I want it, and y'all end up in South Dakota together, I'm gonna we're gonna do some FaceTiming. Yeah, we'll figure. Yeah, we'll figure something. We'll, we'll do a happy hour from. Uh, there you go. What's it called? We'll do a happy hour from the New I'll Horizon. Yeah, well, I'll hopefully be in Costa Rica, and you guys will be in the New Horizon. Lake we'll Preston, South Dakota, at the New Horizon Bar. I tell you what, I love that place. Dude, that bar is yeah, man. That bar kicks ass. That whole town is pretty badass. They're very, yeah. very welcoming. It, it's it honestly is. been doing it enough years now. It's like it's, it's like visiting family. You know, mm-hmm. every year you go out there and say hi to everybody. Everybody knows your name, and it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, they know your name at the bar because you're the only one to go in there, and you know, I'm not the hog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I drink. I just don't yeah. drink to excess that often. That's all. Yeah, don't do that too much anymore. Because... Well, was one, somebody in that hunting camp's got to be the responsible one. I don't know how I drew the short straw, but. Uh, I'm going to rob. Rob was the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, man. If it, it goes how it goes, I'm gonna. It's I know it's gonna be a a sucky phone call to old Dean that yeah I don't want to make. That that dude's taught me a lot, and he's just awesome to be around. He'll give you shit about it, but he'll he'll understand. Yeah, but he'll be like, "Well, wish I could go too." Yeah, exactly right. Uh-huh. You're doing it. Well. You're doing it, Harry. Okay, that's exactly. What you, hey, you're doing it. Really doing it, Harry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So, well, you have to what keep do you me, have going uh, on. Well, I don't. Know. I'm just just grinding away. Um, just working, making money, and uh, looking forward to. I don't think I'm gonna do any guiding. If I, I might do some guiding later in the season when, uh, you know, if if Dean means. I guess they needed help last year. I'm like, why? You have my phone number. I don't know why you didn't reach out. And he's like, well, I don't know yeah. if you'd be interested. I'm like, well, shit, it ain't that far. I mean, I'm actually working really close to Rochester right now. So, Are you doing iron work? Uh, no, I'm just kind of doing some some uh, odds and ends here, helping the buddy build the giant retaining wall 
for his uh, rental properties. VRBO. Yeah, so it's going pretty good, but um, yeah, looking forward to this winter. Kind of trying to figure out what I'm gonna do for this winter. Um, might do might do iron work again, but uh, also thought about reaching out to some different resorts like up on uh, Malax and see if they need some ice fishing guides up there. See if I can find work doing that. I'd much rather do that than iron work for sure. Uh, what's Austin doing? Is he guiding? Uh, no, he got he's building garage doors. Oof. That's what he's doing now. I don't know what his I don't know what his long term plans are. No idea. But yeah, no, we, we've been hunting. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, I, he's like I don't think I'll be able to do the spring thing. He's like he's like that was pretty awesome, but I don't, this new job probably isn't gonna happen. I'm like yeah. That's so why I don't want to. That's why I don't want. Right. That's why I don't want to get a real job. It's like still like still have the the freedom to do this. The the. The shitty thing for me, again, like I got this golf tournament coming up this weekend, and it's the Duck Opener. Well, the Minnesota Made Tournament Series, our last event is like the first or second weekend in March when I'm supposed to be in South Dakota. It's like, oh, you guys with your scheduling. Come on, man. Yeah. You're, you're, I mean, when is your – when is your uh, so obviously it's like Duck Opener right now because I've, I've seen them on social media with like, uh, you know, Joey Vasala and Coach yep. Joe Hines and, you know, Nick A and um, all those guys, and it seems like the, a lot of them are doing pretty good so far. And yeah, Joe um, Joe's just having a, a great year. I mean, I think he's hunted every day, and I'm pretty sure he's killed geese every day, and not like one or two. Like he's he's making piles every day. Yeah, I mean they're getting after it. I mean, of course, you know, all yeah, it's that's insane. It's yep. crazy how fast that comes. It's like you blink an eye and it's here again. Oh, yeah, it's, it, it's nuts. And this year it's going to be interesting because we changed our limits. We went up instead of down. So in the early season it was five, and then it went down to three, and now it's just five the whole season for honkers. Uh, for honkers, you got yeah. you. So, I mean, has it, has it been good for everybody, or is it just like? Nah, it, it really depends. You know, you got to do your homework and get and scout and get on a good field. I mean, I'm, we haven't had like an amazing day. We shot 17 last Sunday, but it wasn't, you know, it was fun. But there was five of us. We didn't limit out. Yeah, there's a group of guys that I know here that killed 40. Nice. That's a pile. That's a pile of birds, that is man. A, that's a pile of birds. That's a good snow goose hunting day. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Talking snow goose uh, numbers now. Yeah, there we go. But, you know, I mean, they're, they're, I know I've, I never really been around home when you know the migrating and how they're pushing, but uh, they're they're I mean they're here. Yeah, it's they're everywhere. That's something I do recommend if if anybody can figure put on their schedule and it's so weather dependent. But if you can get up in Minnesota and we're having a good molt push, molt migrators coming down. God, that, that's fun. I mean, it's not the numbers of snow geese, but they're coming in from. You know, you're calling it these things at snow goose heights, and then they hit the brakes and lock up, and you talk them all the way to the ground, and they finish at your boot bags. It's like, dude, there's just nothing better. It's so much fun. So it's it's pretty much like that one crazy GV snow goose that comes out of the middle of nowhere and yeah. locks up. Yeah, except you got you got, like, a flock you, of, you got a flock of eighteen that are doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, there we go. Now we're talking. Yeah, yeah, it's not one. You know, you're. And you see this big V flying a mile high, and you just scream at them, and you know you just got ignored by three of those flocks headed. You know they don't know where they want to go, and all of a sudden here's another flock. You scream at them, and 
they just hit the brakes and turn around and start working. Yeah, God, it's a lot of fun. I, I was, it sounds like it. Dude, I was, I'll never forget, like, the first real migrator hunt I was a part of, and we were breaking these birds down, and they're just, you know, they're giving you all the visuals you want, just cupped out, you know, sitting down, and then they're they're flipping and getting upside down, and you're just like, oh, my God, you guys got to keep calling at them. And at one point in time, I, like, I couldn't call because I was smiling. It's impossible to blow a snow or a goose call with a smile on your face. You know, you, got, you don't have your lips pursed or anything, and I just literally like, turned to the – Joel and Austin, like, it's really hard to call when you're smiling. <laughs> and you got yeah. back after it, and we ended up shooting those birds. Of God damn it, it's a lot of fun. I bet, man. That's that's one thing, you know, maybe sometime I'll witness, but, you know, of course, the fishing thing gets to Yeah, here we go, yeah. right back to the whole, got to make some decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I'm getting, I saw, I actually, there's some things that the other day that showed up on my phone. Of course, uh, you know, in social media and stuff, and it's, it, it, man, those guys, especially the guys out west in Arkansas, they're, you know, putting water in the fields and scouting. And, uh, I mean, even here, you know, and on the East Coast, you know, I we got a, I'm sure you've heard of Pit Boss Waterfowl. Um, Jeff Coates, a real popular sea duck hunter here and guide. Um, and we have a place here that's not too far up the road called Molly's Place, which is kind of like uh, our Max Prairie Wings. No, oh, okay. um, yeah, it's 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 just, it's kind of just like Max, you know. It's all waterfowl and deer hunting, and you know, pretty, uh, pretty much the exact same thing. Man, I, trust me, I've had a tough time. Um, but like I said, you know, we'll see what happens and. If I get my chance, I'm definitely going to take advantage of those chances that I get to at least go, at least, you know, kill a white tailor. Man, I, I'd say if I killed a wood duck, I'd be happy. Because um, you never, like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen right now. And uh, I had, you know, plan A and plan B. And obviously, for, you know, anyone that does that, hopefully plan A always works out. So right. trust me, it, it's tough. It's tough that, you know, we've always talked about those decisions you got to make. And, I, I man, I can I can picture right now just a, a flock of mallards or <laughs> snow geese just <laughs> coming in right at you, just making the sky go dark. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's man, cool. That's gonna but be, I think you'll it it it'll be tough at times when you have downtime, but when you're out there on that blue water, you know. Also, you, too, Costa Rica. You'll be distracted. Costa Rica too. It's ninety. From my friends that have been there and from the videos I've seen and like the people I talk to that I fish there a lot, it is almost always flat calm. Really? Yeah. And you don't have to go far. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I had a buddy of mine, a buddy Mike went down, I don't know if it was Cold Streak, I think it was because he caught a rooster fish and it was not dead calm when he went. He said they went in a little boat and it was like, yeah, it was pretty sketchy, it sounded like, but. You got a rooster. Yeah, yeah, yeah there a big you go. Rooster, so he's doing better than us. That's absolutely correct, sir. Well, dude, just let me know. Uh, let me know what happens if you're if you're for sure headed down there to Costa Rica. You gotta let me know. I'll. I don't know how I'll finagle it, but God, I would love to figure a way to get down there. Yeah, man, we'll put a bug in my brother's that. ear. Yeah, at least get somewhere close. Because um, this, uh, this. Well, the one program that I'm really like leaning towards that I really, really, really like to go, you know, join, um, 
they, they're going to be in Capos, Costa Rica, which is like, it's been explained to me, like the real Costa Rica, like original, like it's not like. Not touristy. I mean, it's not touristy, but like, you know, it's you're going to be at a nice marina. You're going to be, you know, staying in a nice place. But like, you know, you can rent a car and drive around and like go explore instead sure. of like another place where like you're locked into a resort and like you're not going outside of the resort walls. Right, kind of right, thing. right. And uh, I think that'll be really neat to experience that and, um, you know, to be able to, dude, if I'm in Costa Rica, I'll figure it out. I'm, I'm going to get some rooster fish. You're just a quick, you're a quick drive across the, across the, to, to the east to get to the uh, Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. That's, that's so crazy. And there's actually, there's actually some really wicked freshwater fish you can catch too in between there. I have to look that up. Yeah, they're super cool. And that, I mean, that's like an hour inland and you're fishing these, these freshwater impoundments and these lakes and stuff. And they got all sorts of crazy ass fish in there. That real dirty water. <laughs> um, like, what's that? What's sure. that TV show? River monsters. River monsters. No, I don't think I don't. Some of these lakes, when I was looking at it, I don't. I don't think it's like that. I mean, they are all filled with caimans, but you might not want to go for a swim. But yeah, no, no, no. But uh, they got really cool ass looking fish in there, though. Go catch a piranha. That'd be cool. I don't know if they have piranha. I don't know if you got to actually get down to the South America for that. I'm not sure. Why would why would why would there be a fish that's that angry? (laughs) Like sharks aren't even that angry. No, they actually really aren't that angry. I mean, they're just they're hangry. They're hungry. Have you ever seen videos of them feeding? Oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty intense. But I've also known people that have had them in aquariums, and it's like they're really shy. Like. you're like, oh, well, throw if someone a puts you in a if someone puts you in a box, wouldn't you be kind of? Yeah, shy? but not every fish. You put a bluegill in a in a box. You put a bluegill in a five gallon bucket. He doesn't. They don't care, dude. They're gonna eat. They don't give a shit. But I I've known people that have had them, and they'll have this big piranha in this big tank, and you know they'll throw I'll throw a gold. I want to feed it. Throw a goldfish in there. You throw a goldfish in there, and it just sits there. He's like, he, he my buddy's like, no, he'll never eat in front of you. Like, you got to shut the lights off. And then sit in the corner, super still. <laughs> so I'm like, so you don't actually really get to see it? He's like, no. I was like, well, that sucks. What's the fucking point of having it then? <laughs> but yeah, when they get in a feeding frenzy, they'll strip stuff right down to the bone in seconds. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Well, I, again, another. But I mean, my bucket list is like so long; it'll never get. There's so many things that'll never get checked off that list. But I mean. Love to go to Brazil, you know, the Amazon and catch arapaima and giant catfish and go yeah, to go to the Congo and catch, you know, Goliath tiger fish and go to Asia and catch a goonch catfish and just dude, just Cart. everything. <laughs> I mean, just I want to I want to catch everything. I mean, God. yeah, and I'll tell you what, I mean, I have, you know, the bucket list and all the, I mean, I think everybody does it, you know, does what I do, but I think. Uh, for me to catch, I think every billfish, every, I guess it is, you know. Well, there's only like four of them, isn't there? Well, no, five if you're counting swordfish. Not, not, yeah, so anything pretty much the way I see it, like uh, I guess to catch pretty much everything like the marlin family. White, black, blue, striped, sails. 
Um, so I've caught blue, caught white, caught sails. Um, I need, so that's, I've caught all the, I caught those three. Uh, no, I've caught, so there are also two is there is the, uh, Atlantic spearfish, which looks just like a white marlin. Um, but it, it has a way shorter bill. Mm. I've caught those. So I've caught those four. And then there's, uh, a hatchet marlin, which they just, I don't know. I think it's like some inner breeding or some weird stuff and they just end up looking funky. Um, but there's, there are, there's out there and then a swordfish and, uh, black marlin. And then I have all those. The billfish slam, the world slam. Uh, yep. Yep. I'd have them all. Right, pretty and, cool. Yep. So I know, I know some random black marlins have been caught in Costa Rica and I know some striped marlins have been caught in Costa Rica. So. That could be two cross off the list, and then telling me there's a chance. Yep. So you're telling me there's a chance for sure, and then um, I have been sword fishing. I just haven't necessarily been successful when we've done it. Like we sword fish this year, we made a couple drops um, one day, and we went. We had like one bite, and it was very very small bite, and you know, unfortunately, didn't catch one, and. It's kind of like sword fishing and and turkey hunting for me are almost the same. I've been multiple times, but I've never been successful. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, I haven't uh, shot a wild turkey yet either, but I don't give it a ton of effort either. Yeah, me neither. I don't give a sort. I I just want to have uh, swordfish bill is huge. They're those are very very big, and um, I've seen some really cool things that uh, some guys have done with swordfish bills of like epoxy and paint and I think that would be a really neat trick to have like a memory oh yeah but, and also too they live like a thousand feet so yeah that's great they, they fish for them things super deep yeah they usually I mean, like electric also, reels not, don't they oh hell yeah I'm not cranking a thousand feet <laughs> well, screw <laughs> screw that buddy <laughs> I mean, I like, I like getting in the rod every now and then. Like, I like, you know, I like catching them. And I like getting them in the rod every now and then. But, uh, uh, I don't really want to crank it a thousand foot. Yeah, that's a lot of work, dude. Your your shoulders are going to be pretty tired. I know some guys that have done it, and it's pretty neat. But, you know, up here where we fish in the canyons and you're dropping that deep, it's, it's a lot. And yes, and, and I'll tell you what, too, what's even harder is seeing the bite. That's what I've heard. It's pretty subtle. It's very subtle and it's very, very small. Yeah. Like, you watch, yeah, you know, you're number one, you're in the ocean and the boat's moving, and then you got to start this rod tip. And if it makes like a little, and you, you're staring at a rod tip, number one, that's going to be like, like mesmerizing. Like, right. And then you see like a little different subtle movement, and there's your bite, and you're like, oh shit, we got one. Yeah, I, I assume they're using circle hooks on those too, so you're just kind of hoping it hooks himself at that point. Uh, no, that that's J hooks. Really? J-hooks for those, yep. Because you're 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 gonna you're intent to kill. Wow. Uh, circle hooks meant for release fishing because a lot of them now, the way they're built, they're built strong, but they aren't gonna last very long. And then the barb that is on the circle hook will eventually like dissolve, and it's gonna 
fire the fish's oh, it's mouth. meant to like rust off. Yep, it is meant to rust off. I gotcha. Huh. Learn something yeah, new every day. Yep. Yeah, man. Well, Dale is pleasure as always. Yeah, right on, dude. Thanks for thanks for coming on again. No problem. I enjoyed it. I guess it's part three. Part three, yeah, and for sure. Let me know. Uh, shit, well, I'll have to check in mid mid winter and uh, get an update if you end up down there. Yeah, definitely, nice man. Just, yeah, if we. Uh, Hopefully, if that goes on, we'll definitely have to do it for Costa Rica. For sure. Yeah, I'll be watching. The, I'll be watching the socials. But yeah, um, keep me in your your circle. If you get the good news, let me know. I definitely will, man. Yeah, it was right. good talking to you. Yeah, have a good night. Take care, everybody. Yeah,